0: Two heart-stopping, devastating phone calls in my life. The first, May 17th, about 15 years ago. I'm calling my mom to do my normal check-in. Hey, mama, how you doing? I'm good, sweetie, how are you doing? I'm fine. And then she'd go, "How's, how's Emma's daughter, Richard's kid, Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, how are you today? Almost every day. That day, I could tell there was something up in her voice. Mommy, what's going on? Well, precious, I wasn't going to tell you yet. But the doctor said, I have cancer. I have lung cancer. And we started crying together. And Mommy said, the doctor said it was already stage four when they found it. And she had months to live. Months to live. So I lost my mind. I cried, made plans to go to Chicago to visit her. That's rough phone call number one. Rough phone call number two, December fifth, 2020. John and I are babysitting Ophelia at our house because her baby brother is sick. My phone is off. That's not normally the case. But John's rang, and it was Claudia and Susan calling. Jackie, turn on the TV. Our church is on fire. My church is on fire, I said. They said, our church is on fire. And we turned on the television, and it was the worst thing I could ever imagine. And I don't know about you, but when I look at the pictures or I see a video again, I am right back there in that feeling of trauma and pain. Mommy's cancer put us on a journey, a journey through the wilderness a journey through the wildness, Um, chemotherapy, something called cybernice, loss of hair, loss of nails, loss of dignity, uh, chemotherapy that just tortured her, right? And that fire put us on a journey in the wilderness. Who are we going to be? Where are we going to be? And how are we gonna do it? What is going to become of us? I mean, the fire that is COVID, the fire that is the fire, the fire that was American crazy racism, George Floyd and all the everything. Who, what was to become of us? What put Israel in the wilderness actually was liberation. Right? They had been slaves in Egypt and God heard their cries and God set them out on a journey, a precarious journey, but a journey nonetheless out to freedom. They who had been working under a heavy tax master, they who had been working without enough supplies, they who didn't have health care, didn't have insurance, who didn't have safe places, evidently were not that hungry, though, right? If you listen to the text, they're like, hey, you brought us out here in the wilderness to get to freedom. But back there, back home, we knew what time dinner was. And there was lamb stew in the pots. Thank you very much. Instant oatmeal for breakfast, lamb at night. They were out in the wilderness, in the wildness, yes, on the way to freedom, but with the anxiety that comes from not knowing what's going to happen to you. Where are you going to get dressed? Where are you gonna go to work? Where are you gonna worship? Where are you gonna care for your family? Where are you gonna do your thing? How are you going to sustain yourself with food? So even the vision of freedom, even the vision of a promised land didn't stop Israel from being anxious and from complaining to God. Anybody in here been feeling anxious? Anybody in here been wondering what it was going to be like when you had to go back to work in person? Anybody wondering whether you're going to wear a mask or not? Can you sing through a mask? (laughs) Anybody in here feeling uncertain about American politics or world politics? or the absolute craziness from Putin in the Ukraine to Trump in Florida? Anybody here feeling anxious? We don't know what time it is. We don't know what's going to happen next. What we do know, at least I think we know, that the testimony of our ancestors reminds us that God is a God who can take our anxiety, who can take our fist shaking, who can hear our grumbling and our tears and our moaning and our complaints and still show up with a recipe to feed us. I'm talking about particular, right? (laughs) Who have you ever had? Quail? Anybody? It's really delicious, right? And if you've ever had it with onion jam, it's called quail le onion and it's fabulous. I don't think quail is a particularly Israel-like kind of food, but there was God. Ah, We're going to give them some bread in the morning and some quail at night. Yes, that's how we're gonna do it. <clears throat> and you know that guy was doing black women that day. Quail and sweet potato pie, come on somebody. With some lemonade on the front porch. I mean, God was particular. The space between what we know and what we don't is ancient space. Even if what we know is enslavement, even if what we know is poverty, even if what we know is addiction or brokenness, what we know, a bad relationship, what we know, the terrified sense of of having to be stuck and can't move forward in your life, what you know and what you don't know is a whole wilderness between there and what you don't know is more frightening than the bad stuff at home somebody say amen, amen. middle church was our home and it wasn't perfect I know I am but middle wasn't I'm kidding we <laughs> middle church was not perfect right we had our bumps and our grinds I mean our bumps and our things but we But we had each other, and we knew what that was. Amen? Amen. My precious mommy was not perfect. Our family life wasn't perfect. But her warm bosom and sweet face and beautiful voice was home, and I knew what that was. I knew what that was. The text today wants us to know that our God knows how to show up in between the now and the not yet. Our God understands our anxiety and knows how to deal with it. Our God knows how to give us the precise things we need. Not so we'll hoard it, but so we'll have enough. Now, I'm not one of those preachers that believes the Bible is a literal thing. So when I read about quails falling from the sky, and some flaky stuff on the ground, looking like bread. I go, hmm, really? (laughs) I make a face at it, you know, I'm like, really? I don't think so. And you gotta say it, because you're a preacher, so I'm saying it. But the day the quail is falling from the sky, I'm gonna quit. (laughs) (laughs) My board members are here. Where will Jackie, I'll be in Paris drinking some wine if the quail starts falling from the sky. (laughs) Of course this quail didn't fall from the sky. But the writers of the text want us to understand that they understood. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able to hear your cranky whining self and give you some food to eat anyway? Don't you know God is able to give you a free place in which to worship because you ain't got no money. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able? That in the midst of COVID and in the midst of fire and in the midst of the crazy political arena in which we find ourselves, 672 people found themselves to our church in those two years. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able when the collegiate church has a big falling out with some investment company and loses gazillions of dollars. That this community kept on funding its ministry. Don't you know God is able? Don't you know God is able? When we have an ambitious campaign to think we need to raise $15 million to rebuild our building and have three years of programming. Hear me? Rebuild, three years, $15 million. We have committed one-seventh of that already in two months. Did you hear me? Don't you know God is able? And don't you know mommy's death sentence of four months? That girl lived for eight more years. Eight more years. She was not trying to die just because the doctor said so. I'm skeptical about quail and frosty the snowflakes on the ground. I'm skeptical about that. But I am not skeptical about God. I am not skeptical about what God can do. It's no secret what God can do. What God has done for others, God will do for you. God is good enough, loving enough, fierce enough present enough, generous enough to sustain us in between the now and the not yet. We can shake our fists in anger and frustration. We can say our prayers in the space of not knowing and God will hear and God will show up. I'm not skeptical about that. May it be so, amen.